0: from high school or college, that's a very important thing to us in this this church. And we have a young lady that's graduating from, I don't know what school from, but she's, we're gonna announce her name and she'll come up and tell us.
1: All right, we have Jenna Testamar Brewer, who is graduating from North Kansas City High School and will be attending UMKC in the fall.
0: All right. What's your major? What's your major? What you going to major in? Oh, biology. You going to major in biology? Woo! <gasps> right. That means she's smart. Bless yeah. like she you. <laughs> yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. See, mom and, and grandparents are just grinning back there. Yeah, we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I try to do is uh, teach and prepare people for the worst thing. So if it never comes, you can deal with anything else. And the church should be a place of preparation. where And we know all the things that's going on now. It's just insane. I remember... He probably doesn't remember it, but Brother Isaac said something a few years ago when we were talking about something and he used one phrase. These are the times we live in. These are the times we live in. And so what we have to do is know not right now is the toughest time there is. And we're going we never know when it's gonna hit our homes. And so we have to have spiritual muscle to be able to deal with those things and consistent prayer. Uh, Paul is doing a prayer that I like that I would do for you all. My heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you. I consistently remember you in my prayers. As a pastor, he continually prays for his congregation. And as a pastor, he continually prays for Uh, the church family because we're family. And you can't be a a, a good pastor and not you pray more for the people in your church family than you do for yourself. You see? And I love Christ Temple North people and my prayer is consistently that God put a hedge around them and protect them from all hurt, harm, or danger. And when I hear something that happens, uh, like we've had these, what, two weeks, a week and a half, whatever it is, I think about those little kids that I watch them walk in there, and you all take them back to the bag. That's terrible. They'll never get a chance to grow and complete their purpose in life. You see? So it, it touches my heart. So I'm continually in prayer for you and your church family. And also, we need to pray for America. Yes, because, you know, there's nothing happening now that the Bible didn't say it would. It's all in there. But we win. And we need to understand that. But prayer, I'm telling you all, prayer is the key. You're strongest when you're on your knees. That's when you're strongest. You see, uh, the spirit of I have more loving spirit when I'm praying for you than when I'm up here. Does that make sense? And so we're going to talk about this a little bit today. I'm going to take my time and uh, let you know how important it is for prayer and for as I pray for you, you ought to be praying for your family and your friends. Right? And I'm not just talking about folks in here. I'm not folks you know that are your friends. You ought to be consistently and persistently praying for your family and your friends. One of the things you'll find out in life, you know, this, what she used the young lady that came up. She's graduated uh, from high school. Now the prayers really begin, because it's a it's a new start. You're in a new place now. You're going to the next level, you see. And uh, I tell young people that you don't want to grow up too soon, because you'll find out like the rest of them ain't much up there. You, you, uh, come on here, y'all know what I'm talking about, you see. And, and then and then I say it as a joke, but not a joke, and you might. Find out that you have children and one of them to come up and be just like you was when you was a child. It's called karma. Yeah. Right? But prayer is it. You know, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's above all that I get and get to understand. But wisdom is the principal thing. We have to get wisdom. Wisdom will tell you and lead and guide you in every aspect of your life. Yes. You see, I need wisdom in my life. I use wisdom all the time. I was uh, having a uh, hurt my back a little bit, right? Not nothing. Don't get none of the shots and, and raise. I'm just hurt my back, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I like being cute. <laughs> I got old folks shoes on today. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? This was no time to be in anything. When that back's hurt, I got these soft old shoes on today. So you see, that's wisdom. You see, these sketches are doing a great job. I mean, they're really doing a good job. And so somebody saying, uh, Isaac said you're limping a little bit, and I told him, yeah, and uh, just a little bit. If I'd had them boots on, I'd have been in big trouble today. But wisdom, wisdom we're laughing and have a good time, but wisdom helps you in every aspect of your life. Amen. And so we need wisdom. Wisdom is what?
1: The use or exercise of knowledge.
0: Wisdom will help you exercise knowledge. Some people have knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. My mother used to call them educated fools. Does that make sense? But they had knowledge, but they didn't have the wisdom to tell them where to put the knowledge at. So you can have knowledge, yes you can, and if you don't have wisdom, you don't know where to apply the knowledge at. Right. And so that, that, that exercise knowledge, wisdom helps us to exercise knowledge and put it in the places it need to be put. What else?
1: It is also the faculty of the mind to discern or judge what is just proper.
0: And it will help me in, in every aspect of your life, it will help you to judge and discern. Yeah, because see, this is why people get in bad situations because they do not have the spirit of wisdom so they can't discern what's right and what's wrong. Do you all understand where I'm coming from? Yes, you need wisdom will help you discern what's right and what's wrong. And we're talking about divine wisdom. And when you want to pray for your children and grandchildren, because we, we, we see this in ourselves, we're praying that God gives us the spirit of wisdom, divine wisdom, so divine wisdom will tell us in every aspect of our life what we need to do. It'll tell you for your young youngsters who to date, who not to date, when to leave, when to stay, where to go, where not to go. It will tell us also how much to save, when to buy a house, when not to buy a house, when to buy a car. When, You need wisdom for all of these things. If it's not going to help you in your everyday life, you don't need it. It's in this Bible to help us to understand without the spirit of wisdom, we're going to get in trouble. Many of you in here now could say, if I would, remember this old saying, and and I only want the people to say amen that said this before. If I knew then what I knew now. There you go, right? So we should have said, "To uh, if I had the wisdom that I have now, if I'd have had then, I would have made different decisions in my life. But we can start today as we pray and pastors praying for you and you're praying for yourself and the family around you. God, give us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. See, the spirit of revelation to know him through a deepening in this, just, just really know Him, and, and, and uh, down into our spirit. We need to really know God. We got so many distractions going on now. You need to get. You really need to know Him, not get to know Him. You need to know Him, because right now, right, what's going on in America, in neighborhoods, and in Kansas City, and, and families. We need to get to know God. He is the helper, the only helper we have is to know him, right? We need that divine. I was listening to up this morning before I got onto one of the, listened to one of the ministers and they had had the news on before I got it flipped off. Some woman had got shot and killed this morning, someplace in Kansas City, and the man got shot. I'm looking at this here. Now, now, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. What's going on here after 12 o'clock? You know, wisdom used to tell us, us old folk, (laughs) don't nothing good happen after 12 o'clock. You know, some of y'all remember that. You see, uh, you know, and, and it's still today. You know, wisdom tells us, people are scared to tell their kids to do this nowadays because most of the parents are going out. But anyway, <laughs> wisdom tells us, us, hey, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Most stuff happens after 12 o'clock. Amen. You see, Satan, you remember when you were kids, uh, uh, the, not you young people, the old people, we would watch the werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get crazy until what? Yeah. After 12 o'clock. <laughs> right, right? You know, remember Frankenstein? Yeah. He didn't get crazy until what? After 12 o'clock. Spiritual people say that at 12 o'clock is when all of the adverse forces come out. Check it out, yes. check it out, because you all know, since y'all don't know what I'm talking about, if you ever went to the club and you was, you was a lady, <laughs> till 12 o'clock, <laughs> Come, y'all know what I'm talking about, you see, you would be chair dancing until 12 o'clock. And then after 12 o'clock, you didn't care what you look like. Shoes get kicked off, and you'd be kicking it. <laughs> the men the same way. The men the same way. You see? Now, see, I was always smart. Now, not wisdom of God, divine wisdom, all right? You see, I wouldn't leave the house at 11. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, wait till everybody got fired up, right? And then go join the party. No, that's true. Because, see, I was serving the devil then, and the devil knows what's real and what ain't real, right? Come on, Neil. I ain't always been this guy. You see what I'm talking about? And you ain't always been that person setting up an them pews. So don't, don't go there with me now. <laughs> right? And many of you in here will be honest today. You made too many decisions without the spirit of wisdom, and so you didn't have a spiritual revelation to know him through a deeper relationship. Now in my life, and I hope in you all's life, that you're trying to get a deeper relation with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need him now. We need a relationship with him now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right now is the greatest time for Christians. Because Satan's gone crazy. But we have more wisdom. You know, he's settled. Remember, he was the wisest thing in that garden if you read Revelation. But he ain't wiser than us. Because we have the wisdom of the man, the God who created him. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right, the next version is message.
1: Yes, verse 17 states I ask, ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ.
0: And we need to start saying, not this Lord thing. No, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right? The
1: God of glory, to make you intelligent.
0: What? What? I understand. want the God of glory to make me intelligent. Because I don't want to be an educated fool. There are pastors that are educated fool. They have the doctrine and the religion, but they don't have wisdom with it. Y'all didn't know that? Come on here, please. Just because somebody's standing in a pulpit? Come on. All right, read and read.
1: And discerning and knowing him personally.
0: I want to know. That's why we say Jesus Christ is my what? Personal Lord and Savior. We have a relationship. Personal means we have a relationship. The question is, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? You need to ask yourself that today. And if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to get one. All right?
1: Your eyes focused and clear. So that you can see exactly what it is He is calling you to do. And so, what
0: you can see exactly what He's called you to do. Do you all want to know something? Say yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. God has called everybody to do something. You ain't here just to be here. Everybody is called to do something. Do you know what God has called you to do? You won't know it unless you have the spirit of discerning. Because a lot of things you like to do, God ain't called you to do that. Right, and sometimes God calls you to do things that put you in a very uncomfortable situation or circumstance. Yes. All, right. All, right, amen. All right? Are y'all with me? Yes. I've heard people say sometimes, well, you know, I'm nervous when I get around people. But God has called you to get around people. If he's called you to get, Jeremiah said, I'm too young. You remember that? God called Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. You know, he's about 28 years old, but he was too young because in them days they got married older. Yeah, I mean, they got married younger. But Jeremiah said, I'm too young. God said, I've already given you what you need. You understand? He wanted to do something else. You know, sometimes uh, Moses said to God, remember when he was called, uh, uh, he said, well, you know, I can't talk fast enough. You see? And he said, God said, I'll give you what you need. All right, then let Aaron go. Now, can y'all handle it? Because we have fun over here, right? Yes. See, I came out of, of, of the black church, all right? And the preacher said the reason Moses said he couldn't talk fast enough, he had to go talk to a bunch of black folks. <laughs> he couldn't talk fast enough, that makes sense. The preacher was making a point. He was, he was making a point. Moses was scared to talk, yes, and he had a speech defect, and he was afraid to talk to the people. But if you're called to speak to the people, then it doesn't matter what kind of speech defect, but he lost his, Aaron did, you see. I don't want Aaron speaking for me. It sounds good when you do theology. God was, Moses was God's prophet. Aaron was Moses' prophet. Does that make sense to you? All right, but I don't want an Aaron to have to speak to me. If I'm Moses, no matter what, I'm, what I don't have, God will give me what I need to do what he's called me to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Shy. You can be shy after you get through doing what you're supposed to be doing. Do, do you all know, see I'm a guy that looks at all these documentaries and all these things That how many movie stars are shy. They're very shy, but they can take care of it. There was a young lady that used to come in here, this church, with her head down, she was so shy that she would not even speak to anybody. Right? I mean, y'all know who I'm going. She wouldn't hardly speak to anybody. Wow. She had her head down. She was so shy. And uh, uh, I asked her, said, uh, can you sing? And she got real nervous. And I was nervous. She said, I had a dream you was going to ask me that. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? But hold it now. Hold it now. What caused? Pastor feels to be able to look at this young lady and see something in her that she didn't see. It is called discerning of the Spirit, and discerning of the Spirit will also allow you to look into somebody else's life and help them to find their purpose in life. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You see? I come to tell all of y'all today, tell all, every one of you today, Come on, what is your purpose? If it isn't, get a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit will reveal to you your purpose in life. And once you find your purpose in life, you will feel good about what you're doing. You will feel good about what you're doing. You see? Am I doing all right? I I tell people all the time, you see, I've had my three. Have I three? I've had three of, of my radiation treatments off Monday, go back Tuesday, Wednesday, and that part's done because that's when they're shooting for those tumors in my back here, whatever place they call that. And then we'll get into the uh, uh, radiation infusion, and we'll do that once every month. Here's the key. That is my purpose. My purpose is to allow people to see. Don't let them demons tell you when you're going to die. Are you kidding me? You see? You see? Don't let the don't let, don't let it happen. So you get the chance to look at someone, and it's very good, the head guy. God lets the head guy have to go through something. You see? You understand it? Yep. And the head guy, has, he's smart. He has knowledge and wisdom. That's why he's got these shoes on today. You see what I'm talking about? All right. But we, yeah, So I'm not even going to say that because you'll get upset at me. Not really. I, I was telling, I, I, you know, I, I'm a fun guy. I told my wife, said, where are you going? <laughs> Looking like, you 70, I'm joking with her, you 70 years old. I said, really? I said, you're supposed to be on the front row with a big hat, gray stockings, and flats. <laughs> and she looks at me and says, ain't happening, you see? But her purpose in life as the first lady, to let people know that it never ends because of the age you are. You keep putting it together, you keep working, and you do that. You see? You see? And sometimes, hear this, and sometimes, it could be male or female, a husband or wife, but sometimes God will put somebody in your life, and their purpose is to help you to go through some of the things that you're going to have to go through in life, and he done that for me. Amen. Putting her there. You see? Let's just get real. God, if God is who we believe he is, then he covers everything, and he's got your answer. All right? I don't know where I'm at. He says in verse
1: 18... I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination.
0: And this is what Pastor Fields is doing. This is my prayer for this church. You see, imagination is the scissors of your mind. Mm All right. All right.
1: Flooding you with light.
0: Flooding you with light. Light's a good thing. Light takes care of darkness. All right. It floods you with light. That's right. Oh, yeah.
1: Until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. The
0: full revelation of the hope of his calling. Mm -hmm. His calling. Quit quitting. Mm -hmm. It's on his time cycle, not your time cycle. Mm -hmm. All right, that's anything. Mm -hmm. People, People, listen to me very carefully. I know some people that Satan has got to And he's done everything he can to move them from their calling and got got away with it. They didn't know that they were called to do something. And Satan done things to them to get them from their calling. And if you tell them they get mad at you, but it was the devil that caused them to retire or to walk away because he got to them. You see? He wants to injure you. He wants to injure you. He wants to tear up your families. He wants to do everything he can, so you can't reach the calling. You all parents in here, say amen to parents. Amen. Amen. You need to figure it out for yourself, and then God will reveal it for your children. Okay.
1: So his calling—that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance—that He finds in us, His holy ones. He
0: finds in us who?
1: His holy ones. Again. Holy
0: ones. Who is that? Us. Uh, the Bible says be holy as your Father is in heaven. Doesn't it say that? The Bible says he's holy ones. Nobody's perfect. You don't know that. The only person you know it ain't perfect you. Right? Did you see? Huh? The Bible says we his holy ones. You see? All right. I want you to walk out of this place. There's nothing wrong with it. Get up here with me. When you go to the graveyard, like a lot of people do, nothing wrong with that. You are grateful that you ain't there. Right? Because some people are here to finish the work of someone that's passed away. That's a fact. Joel Osteen. His father passed away. He thought his brother was gonna step in. And it was him that stepped in. And there's many others. All right? It's a chain reaction. You see? What's your purpose? All right?
1: I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power.
0: And and you know I'm all about that. I want to experience God's what?
1: God's power. power.
0: God's whose power are you living on? God's power. Well, how can you lose? You are more powerful than who? Satan. Or any of his angels. Because you're living on God's power. All right? That's what the scripture says.
1: And God's power is made available to you through faith.
0: God's power is made available to you through faith. And you know, pastor's been talking about faith. God's power is available to you through faith. Do you believe him? Do you have faith in him? Then walk in his power. Yeah, these little nip-nap things, fall fall apart and then call them no Jesus. Are you kidding me? you got to step on some things because you have the power to step on them because you got God's power through your faith. Your faith and your power is determined, excuse me, your power is determined by your faith. (coughs) Get a hold of it. Live it. Feel it. Experience it. Exercise it in your life. How did you go through this? How did I go through this? God's power. All right?
1: Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. And
0: people will be able to see God's power through you. And they'll want to, be, they'll want to go where you went. And they'll ask you how, you how you got it. And you can say, this is where I got it. And you can explain to them through your testimony and whatever your testimony is and tell them, this is how I got through it through God's power. All right, amen. amen. Yes. Amen. You see, a lot of folks need God's power in these times we're going through here now. Because yes. you never know when something happens that you're going to need spiritual muscle, as Pastor called it. All right, here we go.
1: And this power is the mighty power.
0: It is what kind of power?
1: Mighty power. It's
0: a mighty power. Say that. I have, I have the, mighty power
1: the mighty power of
0: God, of God in, my life. in my life. There you go. Give God a hand clap. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right,
1: And in verse 20, that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm.
0: So that happened when Jesus Christ, we look at Calvary and we keep forgetting what really happened in Calvary. And then we keep forgetting the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And God took him from the dead and then exalted him and put him at the right hand. Mm -hmm. And he has supreme power in the heavenly realms now if i have god's power he has supreme power in the heavenly realms then you know what you have in you same spirit all right
1: and now he is exalted as first above every ruler authority government and realm of power in existence he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised not only in this age but in the age that is coming
0: He's got more power than your government. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank God for that. We're yes. we gonna do twenty-one from the message. Yes. So I'll just skip to that because I really want that one. Every everything from the galaxies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't he watch until the storm uh, chill out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got power over the storms. Mm-hmm. He's got power over the universe, yeah. the seen universe and unseen universe. Mm-hmm. To governments, he's got more power than the government. You see, they can have gun laws and all everything they need. What we need in America is the power of God to come and take over and get in people's lives. Right. Amen. Yeah, we need Christ. Yes, sir. Yeah. We don't need any more laws. We need Jesus Christ to put. But yes. It is a strange thing. Now, don't get upset at me, saying, Pastor that the teachers can't lead the students in prayer every day. I'm talking about the teachers can't lead them in prayer. Now everybody praying. We need to start the day off in prayer. You see? Because Satan can't stand that. Okay? You all with me?
1: And no name and no power is exempt from his rule.
0: Nothing! No name, no power is exempt from his rule. He, he rules everything. Mm-hmm. But you got to believe it. you got to trust it and have faith in it. Some people know of Jesus Christ, but they don't know Jesus Christ. And the power that was in them through Jesus Christ, given to him through the Holy Spirit. All right? That's you. Same spirit. All right? 22. And
1: it's not just for the time being, but forever. For when? Forever. forever.
0: So some people say that was back in them days. It says forever. forever. Same thing now. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Okay. The amplified again states it far above all rule and authority. Is there any authority
0: over the authority of God? Knows the answer. Mm-hmm. All right. And any power and dominion, whether angelic or human, mm-hmm. over the power of God? Say no. Say answer. All right, (laughs) go ahead. And
1: far above every name that is named.
0: He's far above every name that is named. Buddha? Mohammed? Right? right. Biden? Democrats? Republicans? All right, here we go.
1: It's above every title that can be conferred.
0: Every title that can be conferred. Every title. He's over Putin. Folks over descending, they should do what they do, and they need every country to get on our knees and let's destroy that demonic force. Yes, sir. You see?
1: That's
0: right. All right, here we go.
1: In verse twenty-two, and He alone is leader and source of everything needed in the church. And
0: everything needed in the church. Thank you. He's the source and power of everything needed in the church. Who's the church? People say Now you, you can say that. I'm going to church. I don't want y'all going to church. I want y'all coming in here and bringing the church with you. Right. You it. Right? Because if the church is just here, then you ain't got nothing when you leave. Right. Amen. All right. You know, sometimes you, I get, oh, good man, but this, is, this is some good teaching here. Yes, it
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ.
0: What? He's put everything under the, the
1: authority,
0: authority of, of Jesus Christ. So who else? Who else has got that? You do. You got. You got the spirit of Christ in you, don't you? I right, quit whining. <laughs> Are you scared to tell you? Lose his Satan. You have. No power and no dominion in my house, my home, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my family, my church family. I denounce you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have the power and authority to do that. All right.
1: Amen. And has given him the highest rank above all others.
0: There's nothing more powerful than Jesus Christ. All right?
1: In, in verse twenty-three, and now we, His church, are His body on the earth, and that which fills Him, who is being filled by it. Now us, us. That's
0: right. Us. Us. Yes. It's us. Right. You ought to walk out of here. People think you something wrong with you. You ought to walk out of here. Said <laughs> so I just found out who I was in Jesus Christ. I will never again ever give Satan credit for anything that comes up in my life ever again because he has no authority and he has no power in my life at all. You see? Mm -hmm. Okay. And
1: lastly from the message, the church, you see, is not supporting to the world. The world is supporting to the church.
0: That's where it's supposed to be. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You see? We support who? The church. We support the church. The church is Christ's body. We support that. Some of you here don't have a good relationship with your biological family. Well, it's because you didn't get to choose them. You can choose your Christian family. God gave them to you. We family? We the body of Christ in here, right? Amen. Yes, Amen. The Bible says for well, two or three gather in his name, he be in the midst. Yes, right. All of us in here? Mm-hmm. Yes. We together? Yes, we're a team? Yes. We called Christians. Yes, we called He allows us to be called members of Christ Temple North. Mm-hmm. We members of Christ Temple North. Mm-hmm. But we in the body. Christ
1: so again the church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence
0: he fills everything with his presence and that's what I like about spiritual revelation what I have is bless you A spiritual revelation is communicating a divine truth that reveals by God by God to humans. Let me tell you something. You want to know who you are? Tonight, or today, ask God through a spiritual revelation to introduce you to who he created you to be and your purpose that he wants you to do here. You'll feel so good about yourself you can't stand yourself. You'll say, God, even me, Even me, God, you mean me? This is my purpose in life. It's above my education. It's above all my knowledge. It's greater than that. The purpose that you've called me to do, whatever yours is, you've given me the power and the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to carry it through. Has anybody ever got a bad grade in school? when you give your life to Jesus Christ of Nazareth and in you the body of church there ain't no bad grades cuz he gives you everything you need to be A plus yeah. god bless you god bless you yeah god is good god is good god is really good and we know that he is everything that we want to be everything that he wants us to be